you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Uh, coming soon to a theater near you, it's the Equalizers. It's a weekly podcast there where two idiots uh, drop one of those cinema siblings in a lap of a personally to soul film. Uh, my name's Jimmy Stewart, and I'm joined as always by the sequel to my prequel, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, are you on good farm? We didn't plan this, I just did it. I'm now Bane. I was born in the window. <laughs> I was born in the window. The window is... I went through the front of the window. Okay, this is, bit is over because I want to talk about your Bane impression. Most people I know cup their hands over their mouths. I am Bane. Madison has crossed hands. Imagine you're making a W where your thumbs are touching. Has done that under their nose and has covered their whole lower face with the two hands. And... It is amazing. It's a work of art. Well, in this way, so it's kind of like if you're doing the butterfly thing from um, yeah. Napoleon Dynamite and you just put that over your, your mouth and nose. But now this more looks like Bane's mask, right? Like it's it's more accurate. I always think it's more like, this gets a little more echo. Yeah, but it's like, it looks like Bane's mask. I was trying to like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do a good Jimmy Stewart impression impression but i was gonna mm-hmm. do a fozzy bear impression but I, I i when i decided i was gonna do that it just completely like i couldn't even remember uh what fozzy bear sounded like i was just gonna be like waka waka one time my an old roommate and i were watching uh, the matrix and we started deciding who would play what character mm-hmm. and i said fozzy would have to be morpheus because he'd be more fozzyus oh my god and then um, we said Kermit would be um, Neo, and I started laughing, and my mom goes, what? And I go, hmm, I know Kung Fu. And I went, ah, show me. And oh, my God. He almost pissed his pants, and for months after every soft day, I just go, ah, show me. And he'd start laughing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Again, Muppet everything. Yeah, Muppet um, everything. Quick fire, I, Muppet rear window, go. I think it would have to be Kermit being Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the two mains would be like Kermit as Jeff, um, Miss Piggy as Grace Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the again the the lady that is in the band that I always forget her name, Janice. Janice, yeah, I think she would be the uh, the young woman. Like mm. Sam the Eagle is the guy is the murderer guy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Sweetums just because he's so big, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, um, the piano player would be Rolf. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd be Miss Lonely Heart? Miss Lonely Heart. Essentially, name a third female Muppet. <laughs> right, and that's the hard thing. There's a lot of dude Muppets. Uh, there are not a lot of female Muppets. It could be, it See, could be, it could be Girl Rizzo, which I don't even remember her name. Uh, I think Girl Rizzo would be the the nurse who gives oh, okay. Jimmy Stewart all those massages. Okay. Because they have the same kind of, not accent, but. Yeah, yeah. Who else is there? Um, Gonzo would be the lieutenant. Who's the, the det- Doyle? Yeah, the sure. Guy that he, who's the dog? Uh, I think there's actually just like a dog Muppet, not Rolf, like a yeah. just dog Muppet. I think there is too. Um, I think I, I can picture him. 
Um, but real question: How do we fit the Swedish Chef in the rear window? I know. Yeah, like he's another good like alternate for like the murderer guy. But uh, um, oh god, that actually would be very funny. That'd be very funny. That's v- okay. I, I'm officially, and then Sam the Eagle is the detective. You know, uh, but Swedish Chef is the murderer's husband. You know why that's particularly like great, but also really creepy is because of the hands. Is because of the human hands of the Swedish Chef, like uh it is like that that make that gives it in a whole nother level yeah. i'm also just thinking about the the scene at the end where raymond burr who plays um lewis thoroughwood or whatever mm-hmm. um shows up in jimmy stewart's apartment to kill him and he's like what do you want answer me what do you want it's like this very creepy like mike we need to make the a- swedish chef being intense would be god we need <laughs> That's and so then as Jimmy Stewart's flash bombing the lineup, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Mike, we need to make, get a bunch of money like immediately and pay the Jim Henson company just to do this. Uh even if it's just that scene. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh god. Um Moving on from that, because we're never we're not going to do better than that as far as the Muppets. No. Uh, um, Woody, do you, do you oh, like this movie? Uh, are yeah, you, are you I I liked it. I one I would have watched a whole movie of just like the lives of these people, like yeah. through Jimmy Stewart's window. That was really cool. I wasn't terribly up until um, Grace Kelly broke into his apartment. Mm-hmm. I really there was not any suspense for me, so yeah. I kind of was bored. Like, uh, for me, an Alfred Hitchcock film, the one I'm thinking of, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one where these two guys, like, hey, let's commit a murder and get away with it just because we can. And they hide the body in a box, and then they have a party, and the idea is like, oh, shit, who's going to open that box, or are they going to get away with it? Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of suspense is what I like in Hitchcock films. This didn't have that, really. Like, if they had played more of the angle of, maybe they're wrong. Yeah. Or... Like, they're so focused on this, they're going to miss, like, Miss Lonely Hearts, they thought she was going to commit suicide. Something like that. Like, a thing where they're paying so much attention here that they missed this other thing happening. I mm-hmm. thought there was going to be a reveal that the neighbors, that got the newlyweds, that what where the blinds were always pulled, that he actually killed her. And they uh, missed it because they were focusing on that guy who hadn't actually done anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. Jimmy fell asleep when... Um, he left with some person like yeah. he and some other person left. And so I thought like, Oh, okay. That's going to be actually, everything was up and up. He fell asleep and missed it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was fine. And I enjoyed it. I just wasn't, it didn't need to be two hours. And this is the first time you've seen this, right? Yes. I have not. I am familiar with the premise of rear window that Jimmy Stewart sees a murder. I, I thought he actually saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, or, but I, first, I've also seen the Matlock episode that does the rear window plot where he's like sick or something and can't leave his room and his hotel room and he witnesses a murder. Um, I'm sure you're very familiar with the Shia LaBeouf 2007 film Disturbia, which is basically the same thing. Basically I haven't the seen same it, but thing. I, 
When looking uh, through Letterbox, I got a, I saw a lot of reviews that were like, "I know, I see where Disturbia got it." Like yeah, this is yeah. a classic mm-hmm. of any mystery genre. It's like Twelve Angry Men. If you do a mystery show at some point, you're going to do a Rear Window episode. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about like what you thought was going to happen. I've seen this movie many times. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably my favorite um, uh, one of the uh, Hitchcock the. Um, uh, Jimmy Stewart films, basically. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I like it because it is kind of, I like it because of the specific thing you said is like, is it real? Is it not like, or, or, cause they play with that a little bit. It's just like, oh, maybe he, maybe it, it, they just don't lean into it a little bit more. Like, um, but it's mostly other people in the world going, Hey, you're, this is wild. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably a reasonable explanation. I'm going, no, no, he did it. You're an idiot. And it's like nobody actually presents any evidence that it's like, oh, maybe they are wrong. It's more yeah. of just like, yeah, our main characters are being told he didn't do it. And then nothing is happening to, like, back that up at all. You do get but. the, like, kind of obsession of the Jeff character of mm-hmm. with the lives of these people because he just has nothing else to do except, like, just yeah. stare out this window at his neighbors or whatever. And yeah, um, I I really I really love this film. I like the setup. I like the set. Like you know, like yeah, the, the set is awesome. The it's set, so good. The set set up out his window, like it's just so good. Um, mm-hmm. you get like um, you get kind of like a good vignette at the beginning of the movie of like what it like looks like. Um, like uh, from the outside, and yeah, I, yeah it was really good. I was that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. The set, like the way that they had designed, it gave me big Hey Arnold vibes. Yeah, yeah, um, big Hey Arnold vibes. <laughs> that's that's you know what? Let me get on Letterbox and put my review of Rear Window is just five stars. Big, big Hey Arnold hey vibes. vibes. <laughs> Speaking of Letterbox, I only have one review this week, and then we're gonna play. Uh, you can see the photo. Uh, the one review I found that was um, empirically just a joke. But all the rest of the reviews I found weren't funny or earnest. They were they were too earnest. Uh, so this review comes from Branson Reese, who gave us a heart or just favorited it. Uh, one of the top five movies named after the butthole in the review. What are what are some other ones that you can think of right out right off the top of your head? Yeah, absolutely. The core. Uh, <laughs> Journey to the center of the earth. Uh-huh. Um, Event Horizon. Um, all these disaster movies the uh, black hole uh, Willy's Wonderland um, Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw yeah yeah Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, t- uh, The Devil Made Me Do It and The Devil's Rejects there is one other review I did screenshot that I'll go ahead and read uh, this comes from Patrick Willems who gave this five stars the universal dilemma. What if the most beautiful person in the world wants to sleep with you, but you really just want to spy on your neighbors? Yeah. Uh, I have, you can see the photo. And in fact, if you get two of the three of these, right. Uh, for the listener, this is the bit where I take uh, some of our movie titles that we've made. I run them through Google translate just dozens of times. And Madison has to guess what the original title was. If you get two of the three, right. I will find a cool picture of Raymond Burr and we will post it on Twitter for you and the listeners to see uh so if you can find raymond burr as a cool duck (laughs) maybe i'll make that picture yeah um this is going to be as you said before this first one's going to be pretty easy some of times we have words or we things that just don't exist in a language it's Mm -hmm. completely made up for example pikachu 
isn't a word that means anything. Yeah. Um, so this one's going to be pretty easy. This is going to be our warm-up one. Central Park Dimension 2, colon, Aviation and Environmental Science. Hmm. You say this is the one, easy one. Yeah, there's one in there. There's something in there that didn't translate out from the original movie title. Central Park Dimension 2. Aviation and Environmental Science. This is the easy one. I don't know. There's a lot of words in there. I'm guessing maybe it's the word dimension. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of anything that we had that had dimension in it. I'm going to need an answer here in a minute. Okay. Then so much, so much bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I will say the Twilight Zone. Unfortunately, it was a troll in Central Park 2. Uh, Nature finds a way. All right, that's okay. You got two more. You got two more chances for a cool p- picture of Raven Burr as a cool duck. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> what did Dimension 2, why did Dimension get thrown in there? I don't know. Troll, maybe? It was a troll in Central Park 2. Oh. So maybe something in translated somewhere to the dimensions of, or I'm not sure. Huh. What's wild is Central Park didn't really end up, I don't, this was early days, so maybe I didn't do a hundred different translations, but... Central Park was one that just kept sticking around for some reason. I forgot I forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. Or I forgot that we did that. That was a guest mm-hmm. episode. That was the first guest episode with um, Jesse Cooper, enemy of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, our next uh, title for you, Madison, is History of the Red Cross. Now, if you really think about how Urdu translates into traditional uh, Chinese, uh-huh. I think you're going you're, you're gonna to have a pretty easy time here. Yeah, yeah. History of the Red Cross. I'll tell you, I'll give you a clue. This is a more recent episode. I'll say it's definitely within the last 20. Okay. I'll start for some of like these. I'll help narrow it down a little bit for you because some of these are. There's absolutely like if you manage to no scope it, that would be amazing. <clears throat> okay. On the origin of Monkey Bone. That's correct. Yes. I'm thinking history, Uh, origin. Okay. Somehow in the translation process, Monkey Bone became two words and then translated into Red Bones. Oh. Uh, I think that's how we got there. I know that you like to dissect the how they happen. So if I can, I'll when I notice changes like that, I'll jot them down. That's my Um, that's my favorite part of this is trying to think of like, okay, what was the thing that got. that that turned it into this. All right, Madison. For the picture of Raymond Burr as a cool duck, animals and horses, colon, four. Four. All right, Madison, I'll give you a hint here. Okay. This is in the back half of the first era. So the, episode 26 to, to Avengers. <clears throat> Somewhere in there is the answer to animals and horses. Colon four. I'm getting there. I'm looking at a. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll cut some of this, like silence and whatnot. I feel like we've done this one before in this, but I'm going to take a risk on it. Mazes and Monsters, Pardue. That's correct. Yes. Okay. I was thinking, like, I don't know where they got animals and monsters. <clears throat> I mean, maybe monsters, like, I mean, horses are angels, you know? Like, yeah, uh, I. It's weird how mazes and monsters became animals and horses. Yeah. 
But Pardue, to me, I could kind of see in some logical sense how that got mm-hmm. into four, right? I don't know if Pardue means four, but like, um, uh, but well, do do is two, so maybe Par made it four eventually. Listeners, if you're hearing this on the Monday that we release it, uh, by Wednesday there will be a picture of Raymond Burr as a cool duck on our Twitter feed. Uh, so take a look there. So if you're hearing this day of, I'll wait a couple days so it doesn't spoil whether or not you win the game or not. But uh, you can take a look on our Twitter account at the equalizers on Twitter. Anyway, that's the end of my bits. Uh, and unless my ears All deceive right. me, there's the faint sound of a carnival calliope on the clop, 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 clop. It's the carriage of the. It's the that's the clopping of the horses bringing the carriage of the carnival. Um, okay. That's the clopping of the horses bringing the carriage of the carnival. The clopping of the horses bringing the carriage of the carnival. Carriage of the carnival. Clopping of the horses bringing the carriage of the carnival. My name is Madison. I'm here to say I drink coffee way too much. <laughs> that's the new theme song for the for carnival bits <laughs> got it got it got it my name anyway. is madison and i'm here to say today mike you're strolling through the carnival um mm-hmm. and uh you know you're passing got my candy Mad- floss got my elephant got ear. Candy. yeah yeah um <clears throat> got a candy floss your elephant ear um you see some um, circus peanuts uh, being thrown on the ground um, by a um, a rude child. And oh, I kicked that child. Wait, yeah. this is an RPG. Is this the, is the carnival a, now a, a tabletop RPG? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's actually <laughs> okay. an ARG. Um, I'm going to send you a, a QR code. Um, uh, you can't I want a with... seven to kick the child. Um, okay, let me... What's the child's AC? The child's AC is four. That child flies. Cool. Uh, All right. But, you know, after some consequences. So um, two weeks after you kick the child, you do get a letter from the child's parents uh, <laughs> saying thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, he, he throws his circus peanuts right in front of an old faithful game that you just love to see um that you always come back to when you don't have a lot of time before the episode um <laughs> and that is uh that is what, what is this oh ka-ching a ding ding ka-ching a ding ding success in cinema assessment of assets as a reminder everybody um ka-ching a ding the assessment of cinema assessment of assets uh game is um where is a game where i find three movies including the one we're doing that week um i look at when what year um and usually what month um the uh movies were out in um and find other movies that were there uh during the same time and mike has to guess or mike has to put in order what movie made the most box office so um and um, I have a special treat at the end of this. Um, 1954, the year that Rear Window came out, um, it was a banger year for movies. Just like okay. real, like just classics, classic classics. Now I'll, I'll mention that at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll read those at the end. But 
Um, let's get to the game. So, Mike. Yes. Are you ready to begin? I am ready to begin. Is your core is your core ready? Yep, my core is ready. Right, cool. Rear window. Mm-hmm. Budget one million. Dial M for murder. Budget one point four million. Two thousand leagues under the sea. Budget five million. You may not have this information handy, but could you remind me who the lead of two thousand leagues twenty thousand leagues under the sea was? Like the actor. Uh, let me. Uh, I I should be able to pull that up really fast because I still have the tab open. Because we're still the fifties is maybe a waning part of star power of like. Oh, Cr- Gary, Gary Grant, Cary Grant's in this. I'll go see that. Like people went to movies regardless of what they were about for star power. So Kirk Douglas is in it. Kirk Douglas. Um, yeah. He didn't play Captain Ooh. Nemo. James Mason <clears throat> plays Captain Nemo. Um, I mean, James Mason still also. Yeah. Um, also, Peter Lore is in the movie as well. Okay. Then I'm going to go. Uh, who is in Dialogue for Murder? Uh. These are like the one or two spelling bee type questions I'm allowed to ask. Yeah, like pronunciation, yeah, yeah. country of origin. Um, Ray Milland, uh, Anthony Dawson. Not recognizing these names. Okay. okay. Then I'm going to go in starting at the highest grossing. I'm going to say 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Rear Window, and then Dial in for Murder is third. Locked right. in final answer. Locked in final answer? Mm-hmm. I am sorry, Mike. Yeah, it happens. It is like... Rear window, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Okay. Dialands for murder. I there was too much star power in twenty. Like Jimmy Stewart, obviously is yeah. like the man. So uh, that I had a had second's hesitation listing them. Uh, does he have enough to draw people? And it's Hitchcock. I'm a dummy. I should. It's Hitchcock. Oh well. It was good. It, I mean, it was a good. Like I, I liked your reasoning. Okay. Yeah, I had sound reasoning, but it was dookie. Yeah. In the same year, 1954, and a little peek behind the curtain, uh, prequels, um, sometimes it's hard to find budgets or box office gross for older movies. Um, so um, these are some other ones I looked up, but I just couldn't find enough information on them. But were also released in 1954. Sabrina, Godzilla, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Cartoon of Animal Farm, Robinson Crusoe, the Magnificent Seven, and A Star is Born. Jeez, those... the original Star is Born, or I one think... of the, like the the Barbara Streisand one, or we'll throw this to Hollywood Bot to fact check for us. No, there is an original Star is Born in 1937. Why are you trying to put Hollywood Bot out of a job? He's got to eat too. Um, yeah, he eats he, he eats nuts and bolts. Sick burn. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got him, Madison. Holy shit, barium. Yeah, hold on, I'm calling the fire department to put out the fire you just lit under his ass with that yeah. one. Holy shit. God. Sorry. You know. I'm Hello, gonna... Celebrity Roast. Uh, I got somebody you have to get on the panel here. Oh, is that is that Roastmaster Bob Ross? Yeah, it's Roastmaster Bob Ross. Madison, tell Roastmaster Bob Ross what you just said. Um, I said that Hollywood Bot eats nuts and bolts. He just had a heart attack. He laughed so hard. Well, oh I have to call God. 911 for Roastmaster Bob Ross. Okay, so we're definitely saying Bob Ross, and which is the painter. Um, oh yeah. What is, what is the what is the guy's oh, name? Uh, Roast Master Jeff Ross. Um, hey, you know what though? Let's be real. We don't know if Bob Ross might have been a fucking Roast Master Supreme. Yeah, he might be. He might have been really good. 
um famous thing about him is he was like a army sniper but he has a few other other uh, other hidden talents painting sniping roasting roasting yeah he's a triple threat all right let's i'm starting a timer we need to get over 30 minutes on that on that dusty trail i have a timer for 30 minutes i won't start it till we have kind of the idea um i don't have any ideas for this how about side window um glass ceiling glass ceiling yeah this is might be a rough maybe we get we're take a lot of liberties yeah maybe it's something that is like we could do an alternate thing of like maybe someone it's like another movie within the same movie and somebody's watching him do all this stuff um or we could or we could carry it on um where we follow uh which would be kind of interesting um Raymond Burr is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we carry on to his story where he goes to jail and he watches the lives of people like outside of his jail cell or something. Like, like out of a window of his jail cell, he get he like views like the story of some people he can see like on a street corner or something like that. Um, That's not bad. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I don't know if this will entice you as an idea. Raymond Burr is most famous for playing Perry Mason oh, okay. on television. Uh, first as a younger man, and then they like rebooted it. I think it would have been after the 54, because he was much older and had like a, a big beard. Uh, we could fuck with that. I will also put out, just because I have to, as to who I am, Perry Mason was, of course, the um, inspiration for Matlock. I mean, it's very similar. Like He was kind of the modern-day Perry Mason. He also but, wore a blue suit, a light blue suit. No, because... I mean, Perry Mason did, yeah, but Matlock wore a gray suit. Oh, so. okay. Remember, um, your TV's bad. We've established this already. Dun, 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 dun. I ain't peeping. Um, <laughs> but I had an idea also. We could do, I mean, it'd be a modern day movie, so it'd almost be a remake, or we could figure out make a sequel, but like Skype Window. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like the impetus of the movie is. A man trapped in a room who can't actually do anything about is this his our, theories. Is this our COVID? Is this our COVID movie? Like oh God, we could probably. This is our COVID movie where everyone's stuck inside, and like there's one person who gets obsessed with people he sees outside. I think the problem with that though is that's been. I'm, I'm sure that's been done. Oh yeah. It, rear, rear window is now such a trope in mysteries that, like I said, if you're a mystery show, at some point you've done a rear window mm-hmm. episode somehow. Yeah. But I feel like the idea of Rear Window at its core is guy trapped in a room thinks he's, he witnessed a murder or like thinks a murder happened and he can't go about proving it because he's trapped in the room and nobody believes him. So like what is uh, – how do we take that energy into a sequel that's not just do it again? It could be like someone – I'm not mentioning this because of COVID or anything mm-hmm. like – but like – it'd be a completely different concept i was thinking of like someone that is trapped in isolation or like is has to be isolated in the hospital or something like that and because they are going because they are isolated for so long they are making up they think like the the hospital has some sort of like smuggling ring or something like that or some Mm. sort of like underground casino or there's like a, a hospital mob or something like that like you know, I it's mean, like hospital mob is really good. Yeah. Hospital mafia is really good. Yeah. 
I, I, I hesitate to like move too like it, it. You're right. Like let's not do the same thing. But like I hesitate to move a little too far away from like the window thing, right? You know, like looking out um, mm-hmm. somewhere because then it like I feel like the hospital thing of just someone like maybe it, maybe they're looking outside of a window, right? Like in the door or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Or and they can only like or maybe they're like I don't know like. Maybe they're maybe it's not a hospital. Maybe it is sort of like the V for Vendetta thing where she's like in prison or something or like in some sort of like isolation. Right. Uh, You're smiling. It looks like you have an idea. So you mentioned Raymond Burr. Yeah. uh, His character. We follow him. I in just the way my very broken brain works. I started running through rhymes for a pun and I came up with mirror window. And the one place I can think of that have a mirror window is a police interrogation room. Mm. What if Raymond Burr is brought in for interrogation about the murder and it, from the interrogation room, somehow through the mirrored window, he wa- witnesses one cop kill another cop. Oh. But nobody's going to believe him. He's a, he's just been arrested for murder and they know he did it. This is good. This is a good setup. This is a very good setup. I like this. And so he's trying to convince them, like, this is true. And maybe he's going to use it to get a better deal. I don't know. Like, we can talk on that. But the idea is, like, yeah, of course you're going to say, you're going to say whatever you have to say to get, like, a better deal. Like, you're going to throw, like, you know, whatever. You're just, this is ass saving time. Nobody actually believes that he witnessed this murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um. Yes, let's do this. Um, okay. I'm going to start our 30 minutes then. Do we think this is a remake? Or, I'm sorry, not a remake. Do we think this is, like, a far-in-the-decade, like, sequel where it, someone else is playing the Raymond Burr character? Or do we think this is, like... Oh, right I was after? thinking it's, like... It's, like... he's They take him from that uh, that apartment or that neighborhood to mm-hmm. jail. Got it. And he's in an interrogation room. This yeah. is, like, maybe at most ten hours later yeah. from the first movie. So, he does the thing of, like, I'm not talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking. I'm not saying anything. Um, mm-hmm. Because ostensibly, all they have him on is pushing Jimmy Stewart out a window. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I guess he admitted to moving the body, or he said he was going to take them to find the body. So maybe he's in the the precinct or whatever, and they're like, we're going to get a a task force together, whatever. Like, we're going to, you're going to go, but for for now, you're going to, we're going to put you in an interrogation room with some questions. That's where he witnesses it. And now it's like, how do I convince them that this has happened because if i can prove it maybe i can get a better deal because yeah. i don't think raymond burr needs to be a hero here i think his idea is like if i can prove that what i saw has happened and like mm-hmm. then i've just helped you solve this i can get a better deal yeah. and maybe like not go away forever yeah and i think like maybe he's getting maybe to put a little bit more impetus on it is like mm-hmm. oh well he like just based on distance, Raymond Burr was the closest person to the, the per- like mm-hmm. somehow, somehow he got somehow uh, Raymond Burr got out of the out of the uh, room and killed that cop uh, or something like that. So he's he's about to be framed for another murder um, uh, or something like that. Well, he's I'm thinking, be, well, he's not one thing that there's no evidence that a murder was committed. Got like, it. that's what I'm like. The so like um the way I'm thinking is like the lights go out for whatever, there's like a power outage quickly mm-hmm. or something. So because it's dark in his room, he can kind of see through the mirror mm-hmm. and he sees one cop kill another one, the power goes walk on. So he tells somebody, they go in there, there's no body, there's no bullet holes, there's nothing there. Okay. Like um and so now it's like how do I 
prove it essentially um a twist that could be at the end of the movie mm-hmm. uh just thinking of this now is this an elaborate interrogation technique to get him to confess to the murder like like is, did this did the cops set this up to get him to confess or something um i'm not opposed to there being a twist necessarily yeah um i think he did admit it though in the movie because i've all now that we're talking i'm remembering at the very end um the nurse like tells detective doyle like ask him about the flower beds and he calls about and they're like oh yeah he moved her and he wants to take us on a tour of the east river like i think he confessed essentially Mm. now that i'm thinking about it to that murder but um, this could be, I'm not opposed to there being a twist at mm. the end. I just, I think at this point he's trying to, the idea is, is he making this up to save face or did it happen? We yeah. can also play with the fact that it's like, it's a two way or it's a whatever two way mirror. So he should never be able to see in there because the lights were off. It was like a little, it's hazy, but he could kind of see it. So did he actually see a murder? That's mm. the thing. I also think mentioning the tour of the East river, they do that, but the guy that he thinks committed the murder is on the task force. Going there. So there's all these moments of like, is that guy just gonna like fucking be like, he tried to get away, so I shot him, yeah, quote yeah. like just take him out. So yeah. there's some suspense as well of like, at any moment, this guy's just going to like kill him and make it look like he tried to escape. Got it, got it. Yeah, that could be a setup of like he sees the guy who did it. Um through the mirror um this Mm -hmm. guy comes back in because i think maybe that that's the detective that was talking to him initially or something Mm -hmm. um and then maybe it's him and his partner and then we see uh he sees through the glass like um he he sees through the glass the head detective killing his partner or it could be the other way around like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um um and they're gonna like transfer him to a facility and then the detective like insists like i'm gonna take him there because he knows because he knows that raymond burr now that he's saying stuff saw what happened right um and that tips raymond burr off of oh i can't leave with this guy he's gonna kill me right Mm -hmm. like he's just gonna like like he's just gonna murder me like he did his friend or his his partner. Yeah. Like I'm now a witness. So yeah. that's my I'm done now. So I need I can't leave the That's also a good idea. A way to twist the the rear window idea is it's not that he can't leave, it's that he if he does he will be shot. Yeah. Like I I can I'm not physically restrained to this room, but I have to stay here. If yeah. I let them take me out of this building, I'm dead. Yeah. Is also very good. Yeah. Um, how does he go about proving the murder happened? Because I think it's like, oh, his partner's not even in today. It's his day off. He didn't. He didn't. Sh- he's not at the precinct. He was never here. Yeah. That's we like gotta, one of the things. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We can even set that up where the partner comes in late, just like, sorry, uh, I hit traffic, so like nobody has seen him besides like the detective or something. So like, mm-hmm. um, um, and it has to be something very small or something very like something that Raymond Burr could get access to or a piece of information that he has to like get through the mirror right um mm. of some sort um that he can see or something 
um maybe there's like um I do like the idea that he can kind of see through the mirror at like the right angle or because it's like dark or whatever, right? I think um, typically in like police shows that I've seen whenever the the mirror effect is like off, it's either cuz like the lights are off in both rooms mm-hmm. or like they can like turn it off, but this is the 50s, so I would assume it's more of like because all the lights are off, it's more it works more as a window than a mirror. Yeah. Let's but say it's still like really murky or something like that. Let's say they have to keep him in this room because um, there's something happening in the city that, like, there's just a bunch of people being arrested and ho- held in in jail right now. So it's like their 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 cells are filled. Because like, why would they hold him in here, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so they're they're just using this as like a like temporary cell until they can like clear out like some of the people from from whatever the event is happening or whatever. Um, 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 so let's do this. What maybe a, a better use of our time with about 20 minutes left is starting with two, answering one question and then figuring yeah. out the logistics. Did he actually kill his partner or is Raymond Burr? Is it like he's mistaken? I think he did kill his partner. Okay. I think then let's figure out how. And where he hid the body, let's basically plan a murder. Yeah. And how the guy tries to get away with it. At that point, we can figure out the points at which Raymond Burr can see things, notice things, how he figures it out. And it'd be like, why? Right. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. maybe like. Exactly. Like, I think once we know why the murder was committed and how, we can then backtrack and figure out how Raymond Burr figures it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, why? So the partner's like the partner's day off. He was like not even going to come in. Why did he. Was he called in? Did like the. The head detective. Let's give these people names. So we have like, um, we'll keep saying Raymond Burks. I don't remember that guy's name. It's like Thur Throughwood or Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just do detective. Uh, looking around my room. Uh, Evans, Detective Evans. Okay. Is our murderer played by Elvis Presley? Cool. <laughs> And uh, his partner who's murdered is... James Dean. The actor James Dean. It's mm-hmm. not even like a character. It's No, no, no. It's played uh, by James Dean. Um, so Detective Evans and... Scotch. And Scotch. I have. Uh, there's some tape here on my desk. Got it, got it. Um, uh, other brands are available. Got it. Um, All right, so Evans, Detective Evans kills his partner, Scotch why or is he like he like calls him in he's like hey i need your help on this but like i know it's your day off so like for union reasons we keep it quiet or something you know i, I don't know, like what's the reason it's like why does he call him in but how do we also get him there without literally almost anybody else seeing him i don't know if we need to like establish like why didn't anyone else see him that day or anything like maybe he comes in and he has like his coat on and like his hat or something just like sure it's like he came right into this room um yeah that's and- yeah, that works um but um well, I mean maybe. also if they're involved in something shady together yeah it would be behoove him not to be seen there yeah 
um maybe he was gonna he was in the middle of doing like a drop off or something of something mm-hmm. like I, i'm thinking like drugs or like there's some sort of corruptness like to that's what, what i'm thinking doing. as well like like it could be something just like oh drugs they're selling like i don't know like prescription drugs or like um maybe he finds out that detective evans is disappearing evidence or falsifying evidence Mm. and today's his day off so he sneaks in to get some information to like go through files without evans knowing he's there maybe it's supposed to be evans's day off also so he's not actually even supposed to be there either but because of the murder thing he's there on this job yeah but and he catches scotch there looking into it they have an argument in that interrogation or the the other side of the interrogation room we see we see um detective scotch who is the the partner right um mm-hmm. um we see detective scotch towards the beginning of the movie there um and um like at the beginning of him like going through some files or something and like finding mm-hmm. some actual evidence um and then um he's surprised when he sees raymond burr um he's he's surprised when he sees detective evans in that day and he quickly hides Mm -hmm. some like folders or something um in his jacket and uh but detective evans sees him um like it's just like hey what are you what are you doing um it's just like oh i'm just looking up some stuff from like a old case um Mm -hmm. But Detective Evans knows what's happening. He's like, well, meet me in uh, interrogation room two, right? Um, um, And they say, like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be in this day or whatever. Like, it's like, well, I got called in because this this scumbag Uh murdered his wife or whatever. And um, I think that's, like, at the beginning of the movie, we established that Detective Evans saw Scotch, hide the evidence, um, and he's going to be on him the entire time that he's in that day like and um yeah um and maybe at the end um and sorry i know you're about to say something um um uh after they initially talked to raymond burr um detective evans is like okay well you observe him today you can finish up here i'm gonna head home um and then when Detective Scotch is in the other side of the window. He's reading the evidence, right? Because he thinks he's alone. <laughs> and <laughs> Raymond Burr sees the is looking through the glass and sees the door <laughs> open s- slowly and sees Detective Evans kill Detective Scotch, basically. Um, yeah. One one thing, regardless of whether or not we we, I'm gonna pitch an alternate idea. Okay, okay. Whether yeah. or not we go with your whatever, whether or not we go with your idea or my idea, I think the thing instead of files needs to be some kind of like statue or trophy that was oh, like sure. this was the murder open. That way, then he can hold it up, and even through the mirror, it is a vaguely distinctive shape, so that Raymond Burr can be like, yeah, he was holding this. Okay, like that'll help lend some credence to his story, and that way, then at least like it's something that's not just like he was holding a file. Which is like, okay, that could be anything. This could be like, yeah, I guess if you squint at that trophy, it could look like what he described, but it's still not like solid evidence. Okay. But it's at least a little bit more specific. Yeah. I want to pitch that um, 
Evans doesn't find out that Scotch is there until he walks into that other room, the other side of the mirror, and finds him there with the thing. And he's like, you planted this. Like, I like they, he confronts them there. So he doesn't even know Scotch is in the building until that moment. Okay. Um, because that way then it can be a little bit more of an ambush, but also um, establishing that he – I don't. It, it's six of one, I guess. But I think the idea being um, – nobody knows he was there like he came in and lens because if it was like oh yeah he was here but he left it could have been like well did he though or whatever if he was never in the building supposedly it also then is an additional like we know you're lying that guy didn't even come into work today yeah that's my pitch yeah i like that um when the murder happens like i like the idea Mm -hmm. of it being a statue like yeah it's something distinctive right um, yeah, it's kind of again. You have to kind of squint for it to make sense. Like, I guess it could look like that, but I don't. I don't want it to be a falcon, but it could be. No, I like mean, that. I had the like, same thought. <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, but like, it could be something weird. Like, it's like a pig or something, or like yeah. some sort of the. It can um, be an animal. Like I said, it could be a trophy. It could whatever. Like, it just needs to be something that like. Mm-hmm. It's a little more distinctive than a file, which gives Raymond Burr a little bit more of like some credence, but it's still pretty easily like, yeah, you saw that in the, you saw that on somebody's desk when you walked in, like yeah. you just, you made that up because you're trying to get a better deal. It could be like a jewel or something, right? You know, like, like maybe it could be a big fucking jewel though. It could be a big, it, it could be a big jewel that like, um, that evans was gonna like smuggle out himself uh-huh. though even though scotch has it now so like i don't know um but um yeah well we can find that we can figure that out um so a fun bit and i don't i don't know if this is how police interrogation rooms work but like sometimes like i like the idea that maybe there's like a speaker like that there's like a button they can hold down to talk into the room right mm-hmm. um itself so um when evans approaches scotch in the room uh, not only is raymond burr like seeing them like he can hear them too and she's like scotch uh or uh evans what are you doing here today i thought you were off um i see i see you found something at uh, 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 scotch um i can't let you get away with this and like so like Raymond Burr hears this whole entire conversation. Uh, Scotch has his back to the to the window, right? Um, and then mm-hmm. Raymond Burr sees the entire murder and hears it as well. So he's like trying to remember everything that he saw and heard. Um, yeah, he Scotch maybe Evans has his back to the window, the mirror, so that he doesn't mm-hmm. know that Raymond Burr is still in that room. Yeah. Um. And so Scotch does see him though, and puts the statue down or something on the intercom. Yeah, button. yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, I like that. So where um, does he hide the body? Um. So the idea that like, oh, the body. Um. There's no way Evans could get the body out of a police station, right, without anybody <laughs> noticing. So maybe there's like a locker or something with that is in that room um that like stores like coats or some shit and <laughs> evans um puts the locker in and then like puts a padlock on it um so nobody can get in um or maybe it's a combination lock of some sort um and he's like oh i'll come in after hours or like 
late at night to come like get this right mm-hmm. and he uh it may be like part of like raymond what if like the thing that raymond burr like also has to figure out is the combination and like that's like his like like God. like what is it like so that's another fun thing we can figure out and like a reason why like how he figures it out like is really mm-hmm. fun um so he describes like um he describes the statue and he also like is like you know how his whole thing it's like the flower bed things like talk about the flower beds talk about the flower beds it's like right this number on the padlock try it please try it they're like about to haul him off to like to jail Mm -hmm. or or to like somewhere else like to another room uh or into lockdown or something he's like try try this combination then they try it and then they a police officer does it and then a body falls out right um I think that we need Doyle, the detective from the sure. first movie, sort of in the precinct as well. He can be the one that's like, not sympathetic, but the one who's like, hmm. I mean, it can't hurt to, it can't hurt to print it. Oh, he's just, he's raving. He's reaching a straw. It's like, yeah, but that's a really specific straw. I can't, we'll, we'll yeah. try it. Just give it one moment. Like whatever. Like Doyle's the one who kind of is willing to try some of these things. Just like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to hurt. So it's, why not? Let's just, let's just prove him wrong. Why? Yeah. Um, yeah why are you like it'll prove him wrong and then like aren't you concerned about the accusations uh evans no he's a criminal he's making this up he just murdered his wife i'd like it was me i'd want to like prove that he was lying yeah yeah um Um, no that's good i like that how does he find the combination then because yeah yeah we could keep coming up with cool places to do things or like oh it'll be cool if he has to find that we now have to come up with how he finds that out yeah like um I was thinking like badge number or something like that, or um, it, it could um, be something he mentions before, you know, like it's it's my daughter's birthday today or something like that, or like just something like random like that. Um, or it's, this uh, is really stupid. Okay, it's nine one one. Yeah, but you got it. It's nine one one four twenty. Um, yeah, it's this is the fifties, so this may not be as it is tape, but each of the buttons make a distinctive like tone sure so he hears the tone of the mm. keypad because the statue's still on the intercom button yeah so he has to keep manufacturing reasons to get in and out of the room he's in because it has a similar keypad so that he can listen for what numbers got it or he can try different numbers to find the combination that's interesting so i think like a lot of it like remember not talking to a lot of people right like mm-hmm. during this because he's in isolation um but like we see him trying to like get out of the room for a while like and we're thinking oh he's just trying to escape it's like no he's trying to hear the numbers like hear the tones of the numbers right mm-hmm. um so he can know which one it is um uh and it could be like oh not nine six three two or whatever um well that's 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 scotch's badge number uh or something like that like you know um right i mean that's that's what that's what doyle could say like but it's not something that like raymond burr knew but it just like to give reason to why that number why that number i feel like i feel like like with like codes and stuff there always has to be like a reason like in like, right i mean you did establish it's just a locker for coats or whatever yeah, 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 yeah i don't know why it'd be specifically be that guy's badge number yeah yeah but um then i guess like what's another because 
don't know. I feels like if he knows who did it, that also kind of. Also, I'm trying to think because the first movie, it was a lot of like, we think he did this and then evidence kind of mounts, quote unquote, evidence mounts. Mm-hmm. But what like in this movie, we kind of have a button that gets pressed and he's told all the information except for one clue. Yeah. So I guess he has to figure out why, like maybe Scotch and um, Evans don't talk about what the thing is. He's like, oh, I see you found something, as he said. Yeah, and I know, like, and I, I shouldn't have, or something. Like, it's very vague, so Burr also has to figure out mm-hmm. what Scotch figured out. Yeah. I mean, the murder, definitely, but, I don't know, it just feels like he's kind of told all the information he needs to then go, other than, like, the combination to that lock. Yeah. It's like, I heard this happen, and I kind of saw it through the hazy window there. Um, I don't know. I. It could be, like... Um... Yeah, maybe he's able to get some information. I don't know. Like, I like the idea of him sneaking out of the room all the time and, like, it being, like, risky or something. Like, maybe mm. not all the time. Like, but, like, oh, Raymond Burr, like, sneaks down to the evidence locker or something. That's a little bit of a stretch. But, like, mm-hmm. um, maybe he maybe he befriends, like, some, like, rookie cop or something like that. Um, and that um, he convinces the- him... Like, the man arrested for murdering his wife and trying to push a man out a window befriends a rookie cop. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Like <laughs> another person arrested there. I mean, yeah, sure. It's sure. like, hey, I'm going to get a deal out of this. If you help me prove this, you could probably get a good deal yourself. That's pretty good. I don't know how that would happen. Um, it could. I mean, we've could... already got a movie in which two police officers in a room where they can clearly see a man in the other room do an entire conversation over an intercom, and then one kills the other one. So I mm-hmm. think that. We this could, guy getting him to help would be we could do like just show like the sort of manipulator that raymond burr's character is um and mm-hmm. i keep bringing it up but like um the idea of like you know the v for vendetta thing you know how she's passing the notes between the crack and the wall or whatever mm-hmm. um maybe like oh there's another person in the next room over and he convinces them to like start a start a hubbub or something or to sneak out of their room so they get caught but like at least he gets the information like for Mm -hmm. what's going on and like um basically him using this person that's in the other room to get the information he wants so he can use it to get a, a plea deal basically or something or to get a some sort of like better deal right um so we hear just from the noise of like this the guy in the other room breaking the glass of the room and then like sneaking out and then like shoving the shoving some papers under the like like like, that's good yeah like something like that Um, i want to i want to go back and pitch a different idea for something because the intercom thing's lightly bothering me a little bit because for me part of it is that he doesn't have proof that this had been that a murder was committed. Mm. Like he kind of saw something. If we have the whole discussion over intercom that takes away some of the, like, is he making this up or was he mistaken? So what if still sticking with some of it, the intercom button doesn't get pressed until Scotch's body falls on. Oh, okay. All he hears is Evan's voice saying like, Oh, Scotch. And then he pulls him off and 
Maybe that's he hears the buttons being pressed as well in the thing, and then oh scotch or something like that. Yeah. So he knows that it's that guy's voice. He hears that guy's voice. He's sure, and he thinks he saw a murder. Yeah, and that way then there's still the element of like, did that happen or did he see? Like it could be any number of things, but he thinks that that's what he saw. I don't. Know, I just with the intercom. I still want the, the to be a, a possibility. I mean, I, we're talking the plot through, so everybody yeah, knows yeah. what happened. But if you were watching this movie, I, I really like the idea of it still being like, mm-hmm. like the first one. Did that happen, or is he blowing this way out of proportion? Yeah, I like the idea that like after he sees it, he gets really smug. He's like, "Haha, I got like something I can use to get out of it." And mm-hmm. then, like he calls some like detectives in, or he asks to talk to like the chief of police or something he has like a big head on him and he's like sitting in sitting in the room like with his arms crossed with a smile and just like have i got a story for you or something or have i got Mm -hmm. something that i'm gonna give you um i have some dirt on one of your detectives here and then uh they kind of like blow him off and just like you have no proof of this there's no murder piece by piece established like well no scotch wasn't here today uh, you couldn't have seen anything through yeah, that yeah. window. Uh, you thought you heard buttons being pressed. There's keypads on every door. Like yeah. somebody could have just been coming or going from anywhere. Like, yeah, that's I like. Like, yeah, you made up the keypad thing because you heard the buttons being pressed on your door when we can't mm-hmm. when we come and go. Like, there's no. You have nothing. What a what a hail mary, right? You know, it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah, r- nice, nice try. Um, hail mary, mary, yeah. mary. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, is there anything else really? Like, I don't know, like, um, kind of, kind of maybe an ending, like, what, what, what is, like, what, like, um, he, that's, I think we have, like, a lot of, like, we have a lot of the pieces, like, let's put it together a little bit more, I think. That is an interesting question. Does he actually convince them to check? Because we could in the movie, the suspense is, does Evans get away with it or does he kill um, Raymond Burr? So does he? Does Raymond Burr mm. actually convince him? Maybe after they leave, Doyle's like, you know what? I'm going to go check that. And he looks in there and finds the dead body. I think I think Evans gets what he wants and takes Raymond Burr out. Um, and he's going to like stage a like struggle or something while that's happening doyle just just like even though like even though i I don't know i don't don't know if like evans outranks doyle or not i don't know but like uh i'd say peers yeah like they're both detectives yeah evans is like no don't don't like no we're not looking like let's just get this guy out of here um um and Maybe they say he's gonna take him to like, like, the um, extreme lockdown or something facility that is like down the yeah. road or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, and yeah, and so he's gonna take him to murder him and like stage a struggle. Doyle sees like just like you know what I'm gonna go in there and just try it. Like who fucking Evans is gone. Uh, who fucking cares? Like, you know, like, I'm just curious. Um, let's just prove myself wrong. And then he does it. He sees the body that Evans was going to come back later to, like, move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how they know everything was right. Um, 
I think there's a, probably a pretty good like struggle scene between Evans and uh, Evans mm-hmm. and Raymond Burr's character. Um, I don't know how I want it to end. Like, I don't know. It could be in, like kind of tragically. I don't know. It's like it's hard to feel like sympathy, sympathy. for, for yeah. Raymond Burr because he fucking killed his wife. Right. And a dog like in the mm-hmm. first movie. So like it's more just like interesting to see what happens. Right. Like between these two bad guys like. Uh, it's like watching two villains fight. Um, so maybe like, maybe like Doyle's like, we got to find, we got to find, we got to find Evans and uh, right now, like he's going to, he's going to off that guy. Um, and because maybe, maybe um, this is dumb too. Like, mm-hmm. Evans is very sloppy, and he put all the evidence in the locker too. So like everything just falls out of oh, the yeah. locker. It's it's like he doesn't have room to like put things. He just has to shove everything in the locker and yeah, lock it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he changes the combination so that he's like that's the thing we hear that way. Then it's not like somebody goes in to put their fucking code in that or whatever and opens it. Like he changes the combination so he's the one who can open it, which is why Burr has to figure it out. Yeah. Um, he says, he says, oh, that locker's busted. Nobody can even open it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I don't know. Do you have an yeah. idea of, like, what you want it to end? Like, maybe they kill each other or, like... That's probably like, what I would say is Burr takes Evans with him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had my druthers, I would end the movie with they leave. And it's, like, an hour later or something. Doyle comes in and is, like... And nobody checked the locker. So they go and check and they find it. And so the idea is, like... Oh, he got away. Like he took him and that guy, there's no way Raymond Burr's still alive now. And then there's like a call that comes in they go to the scene and they find like Burr, like handcuffed to Doyle and like in a burning car or something like that. Like, I don't know. I, I like it being a little like less explicit where we see what happens. Yeah. Um, like I, I think Doyle can extrapolate like, well, it, normally it would look like he tried to run but they're handcuffed together or something like that i don't know i my my um my i'm willing my, to compromise on this i'm not like i'm saying if i had my druthers that's what i do but i we can my, like find a happy medium my reversal on it because like i think like the first mm-hmm. movie is building to this tension right this tension is building throughout the entire thing to this moment sure. where this fight in this apartment with like the flash bulb and everything you know like it's building to this tension mm-hmm. to this moment and i think the moment we're building to is that confrontation between both of them where it's like you think raymond raymond burr's character like literally is about to be killed by this guy right mm-hmm. and there's only one solution it's him versus me now like it isn't it has nothing to do with the law it has nothing to do with me trying to get a better deal is i'm about to die and uh we need to fight this out i like the idea of him taking taking uh evans out with him because he knows even if i escape here what i kill a cop and then like what what yeah, then, he's like, right i'm like, a 55 year old kind of out of shape dude i'm not going to like win in a fight against a spry police officer or whatever. Yeah, but also, like, like if he does, even... Right, he, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I kill a cop, and after I just killed my wife, like, what am I... What are my options here? Like, you know, he this guy's never gonna confess. Like, it's the Sherlock Holmes thing where he, he throws himself them both over the waterfall, right? <laughs> you know, like... Um, um, 
like so i like there being like a kind of like one of those really like physical gritty sort of like old movie fights mm-hmm. where they're just like wrestling on the ground and then like sort of sort of like in the in the in the first movie right like mm-hmm. um i like that's that's my pitch i don't know if you i don't know if we can find a compromise there but like yeah my my take was more the suspense was can i prove this before Evans takes me out of the facility. Like, as soon as I am out that door alone with Evans, he's going to put a bullet in my head. So I have to prove that I'm right and like so that I maybe get a better daughter. The for me, the the suspense is can he prove it before he's walked out the front door? Yeah. Presumably, I'm not again, I'm not disagreeing that there can't be a fight. I was that was my more my take was the suspense was less will that guy kill me? And it is more the certainty of if I walk out that front door and I haven't proved this, I I'm dead period like if i can prove it they're probably still going to take me to jail it will be somebody who doesn't want to put a bullet in my in my brain yeah but we could also have another police officer for a little bit of a twist the whole movie who's been like not sympathetic but is like oh he's like the good guy police officer who is the one who does take him out and it's like oh just kidding i was working with him the whole time and you've Mm. ruined everything and then we still have your fight scene maybe it's not with evans though it's like yeah it wasn't just evans yeah like there's like four of us who are doing this and yeah. you've just made a lot of trouble for everyone. So we're still going to fucking shoot you in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can still have the fight scene, but we also have that adds like a second kind of sudden tension to the movie. If the first tension, like the tension throughout the movie, you think is like, Oh, he's going to prove it. And then they're not going to, and then he's not going to get taken to jail or he's going to get not get killed. Oh, thank God he proved it. He's not going to get killed. And the police officer who's like the nice guy and has been on his kind of been on his side the whole time is the one taking him. Oh, amazing. This is going to be great. And then halfway through drive, he's like, by the way, I'm still going to kill you. And it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like a second sudden. And then then we have the tension of him versus me. Like the yeah. there's no allegiance. Like before we were working together. Now it's just straight up. One of us is going to probably walk away. Yeah. And he can have the revelation. Like even if I win, I lose. Yeah. Because what what am I going to do? Go oh, also he was a bad guy. Also, yeah, right. Like I killed this cop. Like I, I because I he was yeah. surprised. I found two dirty cops in like ten hours. Yeah, that's not. I mean, eventually that might get proven. By that point, they're going to shoot to kill though. Like shoot, mm-hmm. kill on sight. Yeah. So I don't have an. I, the only option is I'm I'm going. So I'm going to take him with me. Yeah, I like that. And I think I think that that blends them both together and gives each their own kind of like really good tension i i like that i think that's good let's have james dean play the second officer then so scotch is because okay. james dean playing scotch who's almost immediately killed seems like a waste of his uh star power yeah and then it, uh him playing the other detective who mm-hmm. ends up having a fist fight with raymond Burr. yeah cool uh so what do we call it mirror window i mean that was the pun that led us to the idea um that's pretty good um rear window two, the phantom menace um no no we have to do revenge of the sith because we've done we've done the other ones rear window two when will my reflection show who i inside oh my god rear window two cut my life into pieces this is my last resort uh rear window two Man in the Mirror. Ooh, okay. So continuing with those the music puns, but I actually kind of like Man in the Mirror. It's not I bad. Mean, mirror Window is the clearest answer, but it also doesn't have that good SEO. 
Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. you can't call it rear window to mirror window. <laughs> yeah. Mirrored fates. Sounds like a video Mirrored game. Fates. Sounds like a, like a, sounds like a um, Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy. I'm good with like uh, Man in the Mirror. That's not bad. Okay. Like I, I like that. All right, then we have Rear Window Two, Man in the Mirror. Did we do it? We did it. Then if we did it, that's equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on and Spotify by searching the equalizers. As always, you can get in contact with us on and we have an Instagram. It is the underscore and as always, we spell that E Q U E L I Z E R S like in. Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps Strutting Off Their Debut Album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B O Y E S like in. Oh, yes. Their full album is available on all streaming services now. Oh, So, yes. one thing they asked us to do, that's why I. I didn't Swedish chef that. It's literally the one thing they asked. Yeah. Uh, Madison, what are we doing next time? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, hold on here. I thought I had this open already. Um, do you see the list? Yeah. You you see it? I can't find it. I'm trying to set up. This is the elaborate setup for a bit. Yeah, the list is gone. I just see a whole blank page with the words uh-huh. challenge challenge uh, thanks for sending the thanks for sending me the link i'm glad i convinced i you. mean i i was 90 uh, percent sure this was a bit because like what are we doing next time and you cratch your Crack. knuckles like <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right hit me oh mike oh mike 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 that's the that's the whole challenge is using oh mike i have to listen to you do that for an hour What's the damage? So, remind everyone of my the challenge you did to me last time. Yes, Johnny Tremaine. I had you do a sequel to the classic Civil or Civil War, classic Revolutionary War coming of age story, Johnny Tremaine, in which you provided us the bard poem of Johnny Tremaine by Jadison L. Moans. Uh, yeah. I didn't care what you did with the sequel. You just had to come up with, I believe, two verses and a chorus of a song. Yeah, yeah. And I like this musical thing. I like this, like, music mm-hmm. thing. And... I referenced your, you inspired me uh, with your talent on Aragorn 2 as well. Uh, oh, okay. And where you did a, um, you did a sequel to Aragorn paired with uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Or what, what, uh, what the was wall. it? The I, Wall. I, I forgot the bit was that it was uh, Dark yeah. Side of the Moon and I did The Wall. So I'm going to meet this challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. or I'm going to respond to this last challenge with a new musical challenge. Okay. Letting you flex those muscles you were using in Aragorn. Okay. So a movie that is so sad that we can never do, ever do, even though there's mm-hmm. goofums abound around this movie on the internet, on TikTok, on Instagram, in the lexicon, is Michael Myers and the Eddie Murphy hit Shrek. It has sequels. It has sequels, yeah. Mm-hmm. However... However, on Netflix, they do have Shrek the Musical, Shrek the Musical, which does not have any sequels. It is my little my little roundabout like way of messing with the formula a little bit. First time we ever do like it is a stage musical. It's a filming of a stage musical, but it is heavily Uh um, 
It is heavily, like, theatrical. So this is my way. You have to make a sequel to Shrek the Musical. But there's another thing with it. Mm -hmm. So I've seen Shrek the Musical. Um, It came to Ammon's Auditorium at Ball State University when I was working there in college. Mm -hmm. And it is a very... I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, have you watched it before? Okay. Actually, a friend of the show, Carrie McMichael, her brother was in, uh, I think, a well-received production of Shrek the Musical as Shrek. It is a very impressive musical in that mm-hmm. they just go all out on costumes, on sets, um, and the acting's great, too. The jokes are <laughs> great or whatever. But the thing about Shrek, it, it lacks the vibe of Shrek in that okay. it's not it's not the same without Smash Mouth. It's just not the same without Smash Mouth. So Mm -hmm. my challenge to you is you have to make a sequel to Shrek the Musical that is a concept (sighs) with a concept album of the Smash Mouth CD album Astro Lounge. The one featuring All Star, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the uh, you have to make a so one you have to listen to Astro Lounge. (laughs) Of course. Oh, no. Um, and then make a sequel to Shrek that fits into each song of Astro Lounge. Just for clarity, I'm not doing like Pink Floyd, the, the like Aragon 2, where the song is lining up with no, what's no, happening. No, no, no. Is I have to make a plot so that the musical numbers would then be the songs of Astro Lounge. Yes, 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 yes. yes okay, yes. gotcha. Well, all right. Tune in next week uh, for an episode I'm very excited about because, Madison... I wish you have to do that. <laughs> you wish? Oh my god. Ah! Ah! Now, here's what I'm going to say in the one hand. You still have your challenge. I'm not going to also then rob you like, nope, you use your turn. Challenge ball still in your court. But next week, oh, tune in as Madison Jones is god, hoisted on their own petard as they write a sequel to the Shrek musical in which every musical number is from the from Agile. I'm sorry, the adrenaline. I have been you waiting seemed, months. I should have known. You seemed you seemed thoroughly unworried or un un uninjured by by my challenge. I should have oh, seen... I need a cigarette. God. Listeners, I'm going to apologize. This is going to be a long episode. Normally, uh, we cut a lot of stuff. You're I, gonna... There's too much here that's going to be in. So, sorry for the long one time. Fuck but, you. Fuck uh, you. I, I have been waiting months, Madison. Legitimately, I'll go back and find the episode where you first did the game where the, a wish was the prize, and I won it. From the second you said, you get a wish, my brain went, use it to make Madison do their next challenge. But I still had the challenge in my book. So, I had to wait till I did my challenge. <sighs> For you to do your so next week, Madison brings us the sequel to the shirts. You're gonna you finish the episode. You finish the that's episode. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. For the equalizers, I'm Mike Noel. Madison Jones is also here. Donkey to be continued. I'm being flipped off. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking the sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead. Oh, we'll do that two steps. Come on, dance with me.